You're listening to the Christy G Podcast with me, your host, Christy G. Here I sit and talk with some of the most funny, talented, and inspiring people on the planet. So sit back and enjoy this newest episode. Hey guys, welcome back. This is episode 12, and today I am chatting with my friend Jameson Ketchum. Jameson has his own podcast, he's a music journalist, he has been doing this stuff for years, and... We share very similar tastes in music and we love the same bands and the same artists and he gets to talk to so many of these people and I'm super jealous. And uh, even just outside of music world, he's talked to Pete Holmes, like HBO slash like comedy slash the Pete Holmes podcast, You Made It Weird. I'm like obsessed with anything Pete Holmes does. And he also got to chat with Rob Bell and... I'm just so envious of that and um, so happy for him that he got to do that. But um, so we talk about that. We also talk about people that we've met along the way and all these all these um, fun interviews that we've got to do. We talk about even people that we're afraid to meet because we're afraid we're going to be disappointed but secretly like love so much and really, really, really want to talk to. But there's still that like fear that like, you know, like you meet your heroes and you're scared. Like, oh no, like what if they're not great? We talk about that. We also talk about, like on that same kind of subject, how um, some people in the music industry and like in the entertainment industry have made mistakes. But we both believe that there's redemption and there's forgiveness for people who have made mistakes in their life and how there's hope for change in anyone's life. But we talk about a specific two specific musicians, and like a basketball player. I'm pretty sure you know where we're going with that. <laughs> so we talk about just redemption in general for people who want to be better and be better in their life. Um, we talk about music that we've loved for years. Like I said, like a lot of bands like MXPX, Dashboard Confessional, Saves the Day, like all of those good stuff. Um, how we're inspired by our guests and our dream list of people we've yet to talk to. And we talk about this amazing book he's writing, which is about all of this. And we talk about bands from like the 90s tooth and nail era, which if you know, that's a special place in my heart. So I got really pumped to talk about that. <laughs> so we talk about, you know, 90s tooth and nail bands and um, really random. We talk about how Chris Rowe from the Ataris both, he introduced us both to two separate books and um, how those books kind of had a huge influence on our life. So we cover all types of stuff. It's a really fun conversation. I think you're really going to enjoy it. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Jameson. Hey guys. I am here with my friend Jameson Ketchum. Hey, Jameson. How's it going? Woohoo! First of all, Jameson, <laughs> you have a great voice for podcasts. Even uh-huh. Mark was listening to our little like blurb the other day, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Wow, he has a great voice for that." So, gold star for you right off the bat. Oh, that's so nice to hear. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You so, never know. <laughs> it's true. I know. Like, yeah, we could go on a whole rant about me talking too <laughs> fast. I'm like, slow down, Christy. Have a podcast voice. It's going to be all right. <laughs> when you go back and edit, do you have a hard time uh, listening to your own voice? Yes. Yep. Very <laughs> much too. so. Yeah. I'm like, is that really what I sound like? Yep. Everyone's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, God. But- I know. You're like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you had to uh, listen to this for, for 30 some years. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Um, cool. So I met Jameson. Well, first, let's go back. Jameson <laughs> has his own podcast, <laughs> the Godspeed Podcast, and it is freaking rad. We're going to talk about that. And he's been a music journalist for how long now, would you say? Oh, man. A uh, little over 10 years now, I'd say. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. It's awesome. Yeah. Very it's weird cool. to say that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so I met Jameson <laughs> on Instagram, I believe, originally, and then officially through our friend Joe Langston at a Further Seems Forever show here in Los Angeles, which is cool because Jameson doesn't live in Los Angeles. So we just happened to <laughs> run into each other in L.A. one day, and that was pretty cool. But we were that dorks was... and didn't realize who we were until after the show. <laughs> it, it was one of those, like, I don't even think Joe, like, introduced us. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that he knew we, like, semi-knew each other. But it was one of those where I was like, I, I know this this girl, but I don't know her in real life. <laughs> yeah. That kind of thing. And then later being like, oh, duh. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I got home and you're. Uh, I was like, oh, wait. We're friends on Instagram. Like, I feel like such an <laughs> idiot. Like, but anyways, it made for a good story, right? It, it did. And to say that we met at a Further Seems Forever show, that's, that's the only ones to this day I've been to. And that's it was true. with, with Chris? Chris Caraba. Oh, yeah, that was the so best. good. Oh, I oh. not not to plug my stuff too early, but the, the book I'm putting out later this year, I have a whole chapter about that whole experience, actually. Really? I do. All right. That's exciting. Was that the one that was like in October-ish? I think so. Where it had like uh, pinatas that were like Halloween pinatas hanging up everywhere? Because I went, to, I think I went to another further show at the Troubadour that was during Halloween. I don't think that was Ooh. the same one. Yeah, I don't think so. I uh, want to say it was in the summer, but okay. to me, being being from Oregon, I picture it being sunny, and I'm like, oh well, it must have been summer when I was there, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I remember that show during Halloween because I sat up in the, like where the old people sit in the top, which is like the best place, the Troubadour. But they had mm-hmm. this ghost pinata hanging from the ceiling, and it was blocking Chris like perfectly. So I was like, oh, still yeah. a ghost. So I don't think that was I the don't... show I met you at. <laughs> I, can't be- I can't believe you got to see him twice. Yeah, it was awesome. Was that close together? Was that when Penny Black uh, came out? It was. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I remember going down there. I don't think I'd ever, at that point, flown anywhere for a show. And I had a lot of friends that would that would do that or even just make, like, Seattle trips, which is only, you know, about three hours from here. And uh, I just I, I always like always wanted to do that. And I never had. And I just thought that's and it turned out to be true. But like probably once in a lifetime show to see like with Chris singing for them and stuff. So good. Yeah. So and it was it was amazing. Yeah. He I mean, we could do a whole other podcast oh. about Chris. But yes, I, I was looking at pictures from the show the other day. And, you know, like we're all so used to him with dashboard and just kind of the standstill acoustic mm-hmm. guitar, all that. And Dashboard still does a really energetic show, but I was like, I want to see what he's like, like without a guitar and just being a front man and stuff. And he just, he never stopped moving. It's true. Yeah. All over the stage. It was a great show. And also I'm going to do the total girly comment now. And he is aging like a fine wine. <laughs> you like, like, you like the long hair? Yeah. I'm like, I think he's cute. And then he keeps getting cuter and cuter. I'm like, good job, Caraba. What's your secret? Yeah, like you you look back, he's been posting since they're doing their 20 year yeah. uh, anniversary tour. They've been posting a lot of old stuff, and I'm like, the only thing that's changed is like the sideburns. That's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. Like, that is that is all. Yeah, he, there's something. <laughs> he's 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 got to be uh, like 45 maybe yeah. or so. I like yeah, at least pushing mid 40s, and yeah, he looks like he's 20. So awesome. He's such a nice guy too. <laughs> Luckily, because of you, I got to like interview him one time, and that was one of the highlights of. Such a nice I was, person. Like, 
I was thinking of that the other day because I think he posted a photo, and I don't know. Looking back, I don't really know how I made that connection for you. <laughs> I think what happened I'm, is you were supposed to do it, and you had mm-hmm. like to go to the hospital. He had an appendicitis or something, if I remember, right, or something. Oh, like that. and you're like, I, I can't did. do this. Can you do it? Whoa, I did have appendicitis, but yeah. Did, yeah. so what you what you interviewed him for? Did I use that? For, like, was that a substream thing or something? Yeah, it was her substream. Yeah. Oh, that's that's awesome. That worked out. <laughs> that was the, that was the first like in person interview I've ever done. So I was like wigging. Oh my out. gosh! But it was so cool. I think our interview was maybe like twenty minutes, and then I just sat with him for like an hour, and we just talked about life. Yeah. And I was like, "What a freaking nice person!" So, oh, I thank know. Thank you for making I, that happen. Sorry I'm about so your glad appendix, I, appendix, but <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no! Like I almost died. So I'm glad that worked yeah. out. Oh my god! Jeez, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, that what a that was your first in person interview. That's so cool. Yeah, oh, it was fun, man. Oh. And it was funny speaking of like him really quick. He had just gotten a haircut at like Supercuts or something, mm-hmm. which I was like, dang, Supercuts does yeah. hair. Good job, man. Man and of he the was people covered in hair. Like he was like just like itchy the whole time. So it was like really funny because he was like trying to get hair off himself like the whole conversation. <laughs> he was like stupid hair. I was like. Yeah, he's like they didn't get it off my head. I don't know. It was funny, but what a what a man of the people to go to supercuts. I know. <laughs> they should like have him be like a poster child or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember. I remember thinking like if he, like having having done like a lot of years of interviews and stuff. By the point that I sat down with him in person, because mm-hmm. I think we had a few like phone interviews and stuff. But I remember thinking like if this guy sucks. Like that, like that's actually going to mean something. That's yeah. actually going to really hurt. <laughs> I know. Do you, have a, do you have a list of people that you like admire so much and you secretly just don't want to meet them because you're afraid of that happening? Oh, I love this question. So I actually, in college, in an English, uh, in a writing class, we, we did a whole like kind of like experiment theory on this where, where basically the question was, who, who do you admire so much that you don't want to meet them? Yeah. And I don't know. I'm just trying to remember at the time. I remember somebody in the class saying Connor Oberst. And I was oh, like, I love yeah. bright eyes, but I, I don't have that type of admiration. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. I got to think about it now. Now that like so many years later, I mean, it sounds really braggy, but I think just because I've met now so many people I wanted to, I'm trying to think. But the people that like for Godspeed for the podcast that we've gotten really close to having and then have fallen through. Um, people like, uh, like Russell Brand a few times. Um, I'm not even like a wrestling fan, but uh, do you know who Chris Jericho is? I know the name. Yeah. So I only know who he is. Uh, my old co-host Ryan was a huge wrestling fan when we were younger. And then Jericho also has a band and stuff. And so I, we were set up to interview him. And so he's got like four books out. I went and checked. Yeah. And I went and checked out his latest to to do research. And after reading it, I was like, this guy is amazing. Um, (laughs) Partially just because he, he was like, he, he's just one of those like, uh, like, I don't necessarily believe in like the secret or like laws of attraction and stuff. But when you hear a story, too, of someone being like, yeah, when I was a kid, I, I told everyone that I knew I want to be a professional wrestler and a rock star. And he's like, and everyone, of course, laughed because those are two ridiculous things. <laughs> and he's like, but like, I worked at it and now I'm both of them. Wow. You're just like, ah, that's amazing. That's really cool. I love that. Yeah. That's fun. Who, who's who's your answer for that? I'll keep thinking, but I don't know Ooh. if there is. One. I don't. I used to have a list, and then, like I remember, Ben Gibbard was one of mine. Oh like, yeah, I love I love him. Um, I'm gonna have his wife on here pretty soon, uh, Rachel, and she's so freaking nice. And so I'm like, 
come once. Oh yeah. Her, but <laughs> how did how did you meet her? I actually like interviewed her for my blog years ago. I just reached out to her and she was super cool. And then yesterday she got back to me and she's like, "Yeah, let's totally do it." And I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing." That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I think right now, like, I think it'd be really cool to meet Willie Nelson, but I'm scared. <laughs> I feel like he would be rad though. But what I, what would scare you about Willie Nelson? Just like that he wouldn't meet like match up to what you think. Yeah, or he would just be like, like, like too cool. Which I don't know why I think that because he doesn't have that vibe at all. Yeah. But um, yeah, it used to be Ryan Adams. I saw Ryan Adams oh. in the movies, and I thought, oh my god, like I wanted to talk to him so bad. <laughs> But didn't, you didn't, and you didn't talk to him. I didn't say anything, and it would have been perfect because that day he posted on Instagram that it was his two-year like adoptiversary of his cat, and I should have been uh, like, instead of being like, "Hey, I'm a huge fan," I should have just been yep. like, "Hey, congratulations on two years with your cat." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can think of something like a little off kilter <laughs> to say, yeah, then I, like, I think that's golden. <laughs> yeah, but then the whole like, I, thing happened with him, and I was like, "Oh no!" But oh, that's here right. Lately, yeah. I've been really like analyzing and thinking about people especially since the uh kobe bryant thing because he had like this oh my gosh rape allegations against them and everyone's like yeah. hey well everyone has their whole story you can't take in like one part of it so long story short i started thinking about ryan adams and like what is he up to these days and it seems like he's really going through like a process right now of like healing mm -hmm. and he's like talking about redemption and forgiveness and i'm like oh so now i kind of secretly want to meet him again <laughs> uh, yeah and i that that's a whole i know I, I feel like i'm on the pete Holmes podcast just because i want to like make a note of like okay this let's come back to this thing mm -hmm. like he always does uh so there's several things but i just just last night finished reading the book brave by rose mcgowan okay and uh it's very much she grew up in a cult and then it's uh yeah escaped like literally like escaped in the middle of the night from a cult in italy yeah, crazy. So it's a crazy life story, but she details like her assault from Harvey Weinstein. Oh wow! Um, yeah, on top of like many other assaults while she was in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, so the whole point of the book just being like, man, we're just giving these guys permission and protecting mm -hmm. them, and it's so it's it really makes you mad. The whole book does. Um, but yeah, I, I have this conversation with my wife a lot every time like a new scandal thing comes up about uh, not only there there was one that just came out a few days ago about Timothy Hutton, oh, which yes. I. I, I guess the story broke a few years ago, but it's it's coming up again for whatever reason. But there's pretty strong evidence that the woman is lying, I guess. Wow. And so, yeah, and, and it's just tough because, you know, we, we do want to believe everyone. We want to take, like, this stuff all really seriously. Um, but then to hear, like, oh, there are people that are just, like, lying and trying to get money and that, how that just destroys those, you know, yeah. your thoughts on those other cases and stuff. So, but at the same time, I always like the conversation of, like, so where does forgiveness come in? Like Aziz and Zari was a really interesting story. Uh, what, what are the rules? We have to kind of lay out now a rule book of uh, forgiveness, I guess, or like what, what does that person have to do to gain like the public's trust? It's all, it's just like new territory, but I think it's really interesting. Yeah. Like I remember hearing, I think it was a pod save America, people talking about the Kobe thing. And they, the, one of the lines that I remember specifically said, in this country or in the world, there's no roadmap to redemption. And mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, I like that. So, like, everyone, oh, yeah. like, but the thing is, like, Kobe took steps to show that he right. was sorry. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, I hope Ryan Adams is doing that, too, because he's so freaking talented. <laughs> I'm like, please, yeah. come on. And, um, you know, I mean, there's so many stories. But I think if the people mm -hmm. just admit, like, hey, I messed up. Let me see if I can better the situation and make 
progress towards that instead of just like, no, I didn't do anything wrong and still be yeah. easy. You know, it, it, I don't know. But I got well, really pumped when I read the Ryan Adams stuff. I'm like, oh, hoping that's serious because yeah. uh, I think he's awesome. And it's, 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 there's so many like angles to this. But um, I mean, your question before, too, about uh, who would you interview? Uh, another person that went through a scandal, Jesse Lacey from Brand yeah. New. That was really shocking. I mean, yeah. really shocking. And then a lot of people were like, you shouldn't be shocked. Look at his lyrics. And it's like, well, yeah, with the context now, sure. Right. Um, but that that was one where I, I had heard through the grapevine and through other bands and stuff, so many weird stories, not mm-hmm. not about the allegations, but about, uh, you know, they really they refused to do press in the U.S. for years. Yeah. They were very like, and I guess he kind of admits now that he was like very stuck up about a lot of stuff. Mm. Um, but that was somebody that not not that I would turn it down, but I would I would say yes, just to see how weird it got, I think. <laughs> um <laughs> But when I was younger, yeah, that would have been someone that I put up there of, of just like, I don't even know. I wouldn't even want to bother this genius. I think I, and that sounds, I would never say that about anyone now. But yeah, as a younger kid being like, look at these lyrics, like the devil and God, like that whole mm-hmm. album. Oh, it's so perfect. Yeah, I don't like, I don't even want to bother him with questions. Just like, let it be. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's another great band. I'm hoping, oh. I'm hoping, I'm just going to assume that everyone's going to have good intentions and just be like, all right, let's just do better. Do better, people. It's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of even, <laughs> even with Rose McGowan's book. That was kind of like her her closing thesis was kind of just like we can like we have the capability. We can be better. Like right. let's try. Oh, that's awesome. That'd be awesome if you could talk to her on your podcast. I um, yeah, I thought about I thought about that because I and it wouldn't hurt to reach out and stuff. But I I thought, man, I'm so uh, like ill-equipped on those topics and and really like a lot of times as a male you do just feel like I want to know I want to ask questions um and that's that's why it's important to have kind of like those conversations with friends or people you trust to where it's like I'm probably going to misspeak just out of ignorance so Mm -hmm. like but but this will help me get there you know that's true dang that's very very (laughs) wise Jameson we got so heavy right off the bat (laughs) I know okay let's uh let's brighten it up Lighten it up. <laughs> so, okay, so you've been doing the music journalism. Now you had this podcast. So, how did you transition into the podcast world? What made you want to do that? Yeah. So, yeah, as you said, I've I've been working for man a bunch of different magazines uh, for the past ten years or so. And uh, there's a couple of things like I every time I would have to transcribe like a phone interview mm-hmm. or an in person interview, I just thought like this seems so archaic. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, why can't someone just listen to the thing I just recorded? which obviously is what a podcast is, but mm-hmm. um, a friend and I who used to host the podcast with me, Ryan, uh, him and I for about two years, we were both just like hitting that late 20s stretch of like, is this what we're going to be doing for jobs forever? Like, is this just kind of set in stone like our lives right now? Is there anything kind of creative we want to work on? You know, we have a little bit of freedom in time. We have a little bit of money. What can we do to kind of be a little more fulfilled in like the creative parts of our life? And uh, so for about two years, we we would just like meet up at one of our houses or we started getting like conference rooms at libraries just to be like, just to brainstorm. Yeah, just to brainstorm like anything. We were just like, uh, I don't know, can we make an app? Do you think? Should we write a book? Like, it was just like, we were both, it both just felt like we had all this like creative energy that was going nowhere. Like he, he works for like a steel company. Um, he has a very tough, like grueling job. I was working for like a medical company. It was just like boring garbage. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we just needed, we just wanted some sort of creative outlet. And um, so after like two years, like we had 
try to develop different apps for for the phone. We had all these different app ideas. We talked to investors, lawyers, like just never get far enough to make it work. And uh, but every conversation for the most part ended with like, what movies have you seen lately? You know, what podcasts are you listening to? And the final straw was just I was leaving the conference room after like a three hour meeting. And he's like, we should just do a podcast. That's all we ever talk about. I was like, yeah, let's do that. That's awesome. And yeah, so it was, it was pretty easy. But I thought for for just me personally, um, I was still really into music journalism and stuff. But I just thought, is anyone reading like every magazine I worked for had like closed down for the mm-hmm. most part? And, the websites, I just thought like, okay, I just spent, you know, hours working on this interview and putting this article together. Uh, there, I never get feedback on it, you know, from my editor or from like fans, nobody's commenting. Like I, I just, this could go nowhere and, and I, you know, it would be the same. It feels like I was just going into a void. Um, so I think I just needed to shake up what that looked like too. And, and in some ways it, it made it less work. You know, I didn't have to transcribe things. Oh, I had to sure. learn. Yeah, I had to learn. Yeah, you've done the same thing. Yeah. Um, had to learn, you know, new skills of like, you know, I, I don't do a ton of editing. I have a pretty easy, easy go of it for that. But uh, just learning different software and, and even learning how to interview to where, you know, if you're going to transcribe something, you, it doesn't matter if you stumble over your words or you have something edit out later. Like, it doesn't matter because that, you know, you get to fix it when you write it down. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, so just having kind of a different, uh, you're just like, we're going live, here we go. Like, <laughs> if I run out of questions, that's, that's, you know, or I stumble over something, that's probably going to be in there. So, and kind of being okay with the imperfection of it, I think, is is interesting. Yeah, that's funny, because I think my first, like, chat with someone on here was with, with my friend Ethan, and you could hear the fish tank water in the background. <laughs> That's awesome. It bugged me. And I was like, dude, this sucks. And somebody was like, no, I like that. Like, it feels like comforting. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. They're like, I like that it's not perfect. I'm like, oh, sweet. This is, this is, this is good for me. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, oh, it sounds like a waterfall. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I like that too. I know that I I get paranoid about like, uh, you know, like for the first, while Ryan was still the host, he did all the editing. So he'll, he would come back to me with like, I could hear your ice clinking, you know, in your glass, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Oh, and I never, I, I know that, like, I, I've talked to friends that are also very in the podcast, and I've heard some of the most, like, meticulous uh, complaints of, like, yeah, you know, like, there was this little, little bit of buzz in the background that just drove me nuts. I couldn't listen to it. You know, five minutes in, I just had to quit. And wow. so I, re- yeah, realizing that people get, are really picky with audio. And I, I get that to yeah, a degree. Totally. But, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, if it's, if it's amazing content and stuff, I'm, I don't know. I'm not going to be not going to be that uppity about it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, man, yeah, you've interviewed some of my favorite people. I think my top favorites are probably, uh, well, Dashboard, of course, um, Rob Bell, <laughs> Pete Holmes, which aren't really musical people, but amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> Chris Conley was a, a big one for me. I love that one. Art from Everclear. Like you've had some really fun people on your podcast. Like I really yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, I think it's uh, there. I think it's fun to be able to have people come back to, or uh, whether I've had them on the podcast before, or I've interviewed them for some other capacity. I think that's when I when I get like real low about like what I'm doing professionally and stuff. I think that's the thing I come back to is like they said yes a second time, a yeah. third time. Um, and it's not always necessarily up to the artist, of course. 
but the people that I've been able to make, uh, you know, kind of friends with and have, have good working relationships with, that's, that's always the thing that's the best part of it to me. Um, you mentioned Chris Conley, like I, the last time, the last two episodes he was on for Godspeed, I, I was like, you know, they put out a new record and stuff. We talked about that, but I was like, what's something different we can do? And I, I kind of tried to think what would like 16 year old me like be excited oh, to hear yeah. Yeah, like about saves the day. And I thought, man, like I have all this freedom to kind of do whatever I want with this format. So I was like, well, let's do a two part episode where we just talk about each album. That's awesome. <laughs> that was yeah. a really and fun I, one, too. Yeah. And I just thought, like, I don't know if there's another like comprehensive thing like that for this band. And I, for a long time, I thought, what if I just do this with everybody? Um, but especially for those bands that I grew up on and like were so influential to me, like it'd be fun to do that with like Chris Rowe from the Ataris as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see about that. Um, yeah, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chris. Ghost man. Um, <laughs> every every good songwriter's named Chris. I think we talked about I that know, before. Oh, interesting. We should just do a, seri- a Chris series. Oh, that's and then I could be idea. there too because I'm kind of a Chris, right? Yeah, we and, we'll, <laughs> and then and then Chris Martin would have to participate. Ooh, because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get some of the bigger ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it it was it was so cool to yeah not only have people return but to kind of even have to tell myself. Like, oh, you can kind of do, I mean, I don't know, maybe that sounds cocky, but like you can kind of do whatever you want with yeah. these, with these interviews. So true. I don't know if you ran into this with, with your blog or with the podcast at all, but I feel like there's always kind of a, a push and pull between, uh, you know, if you set something up with a manager or with a publicist, it's kind of like, all right, so, hey, the focus is, you know, the album, the tour or whatever. And, and that's, and that's fine. But I feel like I've gotten more appreciation from going off script totally. <laughs> a lot more. Yeah, and because yeah. they've they've done that interview twenty times, maybe that day they've already done it exactly. five or six times. So yeah, yeah, to, to ask for something a little different, I think is is usually worth it. Yeah, there was one, the one I did with Jay Baker. I was like so excited about that one, and then he did another one like right after, and then I was like, oh man, I feel like we're all talking yep. about the same stuff. So uh-huh. <laughs> me and Jay are having another one coming up, and we're having people ask us what they want to know. So I think it's gonna be like really random and fun i'm really excited about that one i think i saw that it's gonna That's be so interesting cool. yeah because i feel like i like it it's gonna be more instead of like let's talk about your parents and let's talk like you know <laughs> yeah it'll be fun i feel like he's just gonna become like a regular contributor to yeah. your show we talk about that all the time it's like once a month i was like we should have like the g and j show <laughs> it'll be it'll be awesome <laughs> well i'm gonna call him out now and say that i after you had him on uh, and you and I talked about him. I was like, "Oh, I'll hit him. I'll hit him up." And I haven't heard anything back. So. Oh yeah, no, he's. Still <laughs> I'll, I'll harass him no. for you too. It'll it'll work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he went to Puerto Rico apparently because I was like, "Where the heck?" Because I was trying to get with him about the podcast, and I'm like, "Are you in another country?" He's like, "Oh yeah." I'm like, "Oh, no wonder I can't get a hold of you." <laughs> oh no. Like, what yeah. are all the signs in like some other language? What what's going on? What's up with Minnesota all of a sudden? It's very tropical there. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yeah, I, I I feel like um yeah, I always wanted I mean, yeah, like you too. Like you want to do something different and you go to me I go watch as many interviews as I can and stuff and then usually I try to end up building off that. So rather than saying Hey Jay, what do you you know? What was it like to grow up with your parents? That's crazy, right? You'd be like, all right. So in this interview the other day, you specifically talked about this. Exactly. Let's build from there. I totally. I think it's more fun too, just to hear little fun, quirky stories about people. Yep. So that's kind of what I'm going for 
more now, I think. I think it'll be fun. Anyhow, let's get back yeah. to your interviews. What's the favorite <laughs> one that you've ever done so far? Oh, okay. A favorite one? Ooh, it is tough. So, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have a couple. Okay. Um, yeah, like you, like Pete Holmes and Rob Bell, like oh. you said, um, Pete Holmes was tough only because I, I think, and you probably found this too, but there's a big difference between like maybe interviewing your favorite band that's like maybe a little bit smaller versus someone who kind of does it like every day for a living. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're just very like rehearsed. Yeah. That's and, that, and that's another reason you try to like, you know, be different and get them off their game or whatever. But at the same time, people are there to listen to your guest <laughs> and not you. So even though Pete Holmes like talked a lot, he had a lot of good stuff to say. And I like, like halfway through, I'm like, we're not going to get to like a quarter of these questions. <laughs> Uh, and, and that's fine because he's still filling in time with really good content. Uh, but yeah, so he, he's a favorite Rob Bell too. Um, we've had Rob on twice and that was like absolute dream to even like yeah. get an email back the first time, even, even considering talking to us, we've had him on twice. Um, he's just, and there's a few people like this, but people where you're just like, you're on a whole other plane of yeah. thought <laughs> Yeah. and yeah. And for me to even ask you questions just sounds, I almost just sound dumb. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of, I mean, there's, yeah, there's people that are great in every time out of the gate. Chris Conley is one of those mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, we had this guy, we had this author on named Matthew Quick, who he, he's not like a household name, but he wrote Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, wow. Did yeah. Yeah, huge deal. So that that's a one that I cite to people all the time because um, I was just a huge, huge fan of the movie. And then, of course, I went back and read the book. And when we had him on, I had done this research beforehand, of course. But when we had him on, we talked about how he, he was like a high school English teacher. He wrote on the side. And then it was kind of like, if you really want to take this seriously, you should quit your job and do it full time. Mm. And he did that. And then it took him four years to, to I don't know if it was to write Silver Linings, but four years later, Silver Linings came out. It was his first novel, like his his very first effort out of the gate became wow. an Oscar winning movie with Robert De Niro and Bradley Cooper and Jennifer yeah. Lawrence. Like crazy, just, yeah, like what an amazing story. And so he's got something like seven or eight novels out now. They've all been optioned for film. So to just think of like taking this really big risk and yeah, it took four years, but to just take like this left turn in your life to try something. And then, and now like he, you know, four years earlier, he was like, Oh, I'm an English teacher. And now he's like, I'm, I'm an author and all my books are going to be movies. That's insane. Like, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Those things are just like so inspiring to just think it, I don't know. It gave me this new concept or new idea of like, what if I'm just like one click off from like, like greatness or like like going in a totally different life direction and having it work out really well like looking for those opportunities and stuff so that was like that was a huge one that's really cool i haven't heard that one yet i'm gonna listen to that one today (laughs) bow show yeah awesome do you okay so we talked about chris rowe we talked about um russell brand are those those are also those are two that you definitely still want to do do you have any more like ultimate like dream come true interviews you would love to do um, I'm actually I'm looking at my bookshelf now to get ideas. Yeah, I think there's uh, I, well for the podcast I haven't had Chris Caraba on, so mm-hmm. to ha- to have him connected to that would would be really great. Yeah. Um, recent ones that I've just been excited about. I, I read High School by Tegan and Sarah okay. earlier this year. Uh, they'd be really fun. Um, there's this amazing book that I, I 
it's called so it's called 10% happier um it's by Dan Harris who is like a correspondent for like ABC news like something kind of boring um but <laughs> he had uh he had a panic attack on air like you can watch it on on YouTube and um and then wrote this book just about kind of figuring out why he had that and getting into meditation and you know meditation retreats stuff like that uh one that's just one that you ever read a book and you're just like i i see that the end is coming and that i want to slow down because i just want to live in this thing yeah yeah <laughs> one of those Aww. for sure that's awesome. um yeah uh, elizabeth gilbert too oh, yeah uh, yeah that that's one where i feel like and i know she's friends with with rob bell too but one where i would definitely feel like my questions would be so subpar to like her level <laughs> of, yeah. of like creative thinking totally. um there was somebody else in there. Yeah, Russell Brand's a big one. Uh, Chuck Palahniuk, probably, too. Ooh. Fight Club author. Yeah. I, I met him in Portland a few years ago, just at, like, a signing. He did, like, a Fight Club 2, like, comic book thing. Um, but nicest, nicest guy. He, the, another, I don't know, I think I just really admire, it sounds, of course, cliche, but, like, I just admire people that work really hard and actually take their craft really seriously. Mm-hmm. Um I could say a million things about him, but I, I went to a signing for him in Portland and I got he, the signing was scheduled on the, on the event. It was like two to six. I got there at about three o'clock or so. And I was talking to the staff at the store and they were like, yeah, Chuck showed up at like 1130 uh, to kind of like get the lay of what we were doing today. And we were like, yeah, you know, here's what we're going to do. So, you know, go grab lunch, whatever, come back at two when it starts. And Chuck was like, are those people outside though? Are they, are they waiting for the signing? There's maybe like five people out there. And they're like, yeah, but, you know, they've been here for a few hours already. So, like, you know, whatever, come back at two. And he's like, no, let's start now. Yeah. And so, yeah, he started at like 1130. And I heard later he didn't get done until like eight or nine at night. And yeah, they were they when they told me that story, they're like, yeah, he hasn't stopped. Like somebody will come up and like, you know, hand him half a sandwich or something. But like he's he's just a machine. And uh, yeah, you're just like you would not expect that from, you know, somebody that massive at all. So he'd be stories like that. Yeah, yeah, he'd be a he'd be a big one for sure. I'm sure I'll think of a lot more. I I had um you know Josh Porter from Showbread. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be you would I would love to hear a conversation between you two. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, he he's been a friend for for a long time, but I I had him on for the first time earlier this year to talk about his his latest book called Punk Rock versus the Lizard People. Oh yeah, he's like sci-fi or something, right? Yeah, and I don't. He's the only science fiction that I read, and he's just an amazing writer. You sh- awesome. Yeah, okay. have have him on if you can. Yeah, totally. Oh man, mouth like a magazine. That was my jam back in the day. Oh yeah, they're uh, and they're coming back to play Furnace Fest. They're actually going to reunite for that. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know Furnace Fest was still a thing. Oh, go look at the yeah. So I didn't <laughs> I didn't know much about it, uh, but Chad Johnson um, oh, yeah. is the guy that yeah puts it on. He's a super old friend of, of mine as well. And uh, if you go look at their lineup, it is you're like, what year is this? Every band that has broken up that you loved is reuniting yeah. for for what this. Yeah, is this? I think it's uh, it's June or July. I Ooh. like a, a lot of friends that are like now married with kids that would never do this. They're like, if I could make it out there. Like, I might need to do that. Yeah. Maybe I'll make a birthday trip out of it. There you go. <laughs> try to meet, I'll try to meet you out there. Yeah, that'd be so fun. That's cool. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that's, I know there, that's cool. There's a lot. I'll, I'm sure I could I'm sure I could come up with more. But who do, I, I want to ask you that, too. Is, who's, is there a dream person for you? 
Yeah, well, I had Beto O'Rourke on my list until two days ago, and he endorsed Biden. That has nothing to do with that. But now I feel like oh, crap, <laughs> now he's going to be busy again. I'm like, yep. I was thinking, like, oh, he's slowing down. He's got time. Now I'm like, no, I have a feeling he might be VP. Who knows? <laughs> oh, man. But, um, oh, that's right. Yeah, you told me about Beto before. That's that'd yeah, be crazy. Yeah, like, because he was in a band with one of the guys who went and formed Coheed and Cambria, like, and when he was younger. Like, he's totally oh, into wow. music. Like, someone told me. They have a show from El Paso, and it was like some like a couple like tooth and nail bands, and he was there. And they're like, "This kid, used oh, to like, yeah." So he has like a really cool like past. He like skateboards everywhere, and I'm like, "That's the kind oh. of stuff." I don't. I mean, we could talk about politics. He talks about politics all the time, but I'm like, I want right. to talk about that with Beto. <laughs> like, how yeah. really cool. But um, and then wow. recently I did a podcast with someone you did a podcast with about reality bites, and that made me think about Ethan Hawke. And he's in this oh, movie yeah. that I love called um, Juliet Naked. And I was like, he's from Texas, just like me. I was like, I want to. And then I looked him up, and he's <laughs> written, like, several books. Like, he's, like, out there. Yeah. And Doesn't so he write, like, like, kids' books yeah, or uh, parenting so. books? Yeah, he writes. All, he has so many books. But I'm like, what an interesting person. So he's on yeah. my list right now. And also, like, I'm just going back to the 90s right now. I would love yep. to talk to Ethan Embry. He is on my list, oh, too. Yeah. So I'm trying to find a way to him. I have, like, a one degree of separation from him. And so I'm trying mm-hmm. to, like, figure out how to get to him. But musically, I have reached out to so many people lately. I'm trying to figure out. I'm not. I'm just now learning how to go through, like, management. I've right. just like, hey, I'm going to ask people. And now I'm like, okay, I need to do this the correct way. Right. <laughs> so I'm just, like, emailing everybody. So, like, on my list right now is, like, Ben Nichols. I'm Lucero. I would love to talk to him. I like his raspy that, voice. And that's the nice thing is that when – like years and years back, like my first publication, Hope Corps, figuring out who to talk to for one, but then f- discovering that like most people you can find a contact for, like not a direct to the person, but like yeah. for the most part, I mean, honestly, it's usually on like the band Facebook page, mm-hmm. usually. Yep. Uh, but if not, yeah, it only takes maybe, it usually only takes me a few minutes if, if that's not on there to find one. So that's the nice thing. Yeah. It's just about the, the pitch and, and the scheduling and all that. So it's true. I know. Yeah, it's not it's hard. It's not impossible. I mean, yeah, it's not impossible, but I'm like, how do I word I'm really bad at wording like the hey, like, this is who I am and blah 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 without sounding like a total crazy person. So I had to like right. email, I had to form like this nice little email, like, okay, this sounds really good and professional. And yeah. It's been I've had a few like get back to me, so I'm really pumped about that. It's gonna be cool. Also, I think my big, big, big one I'd love to talk to would be Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah. That would be the coolest because I've only heard amazing things about him. Like, yeah, I, I think uh, maybe me and you talked about yeah, him before. And I feel like for some reason that he would be the one. He would be a big star that would be like some reason down to do something yeah, smaller. <laughs> totally. Ethan, yeah. Ethan Embry would be cool. Now, now I'm thinking of 90s stuff. I've, yeah, I've always loved Ethan Hawke as well. Yeah. He's... He's so he's really underrated. He I feel is. like, uh, of course, like as far as like big names right now, like Chris Pratt would be totally Ooh. fun. Yeah. And I think somebody like, uh, well, like I've since Silver Linings and maybe before, but like Bradley Cooper, oh, yeah. who, like, it's easy to say like, oh yeah, duh, it's this like amazing A-list actor. But like, I know I got really, really into A Star Is Born. <laughs> no, that's a great movie. He did such oh, a good was, job. Yeah. In that. Oh, it was amazing. And you watch the behind the scenes stuff. And like he I think he like when he was younger, he was like an alcoholics. But Mm -hmm. now he uh, he doesn't drink, do drugs, do social media. 
so like all these things that, uh, you know, are distractions to a lot of people. And you're like, oh, well, no wonder he's like amazing at his art form. He doesn't totally. have these like three major things <laughs> in his life. Yeah. Uh, but he like learned, you know, he the amount of work he did to become like that character and to yeah. sing the way he did. Yeah. Insane. You're just like, who, who does this? But that's how like dedicated those people are, I guess. Seriously. I was watching something the other day. Oh, <laughs> it was it was one of those like silly movies. It was um, he's just not that into you and he's in it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's weird seeing him so like clean cut. Like, yeah, I'm so, I love that. Like, I mean, obviously, that's just kind of him in general, but I'm so used to the Star is Born version of him now. Mm -hmm. I've watched it so many times. I'm like, ooh, it's weird. He's all like preppy looking, but still fun. <laughs> Do you ever watch those? Uh, those I got really hooked on these. Um, now I can't think of who runs them, but they're on YouTube. It's not Vanity Fair. It's like, um, oh, it's Hollywood Reporter. Okay. So, like, every year before the Oscars, they'll have uh, like a round table that's like, here is all the people that are nominated for best actor at a table and just talking about acting. Wow. Yeah. It's so interesting. And I'm not, I I've never done any acting. I don't really have any interest in actually doing it. Uh, but I think the art, the art form of it is mm -hmm. fascinating. I mean, yeah. How do you become this other person basically? But it's, it's cool to just think that we have access to like, okay, so here's five people. It's, it's literally, it's like Tom Hanks, Adam driver, wow, Adam yeah. Sandler, you know, it's just like name five, of like the top actors of the world right now. And it's all of them at a table, like giving up all their secrets basically That's of awesome. acting. Yeah. Fascinating. Um, oh, the, I, I would love to talk to Tina Fey. That'd be good. That's funny. I was just going to say, I think I, I start, I had a goal starting a few years ago and it still hasn't happened, but anybody from the office. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. So Creed from The Office is a musician. Yeah. That's that's like yeah, how he became famous. And he was in Portland like last year. I didn't I didn't oh, hear back. I didn't have any luck. But I thought like oh, this is such an easy in. He was playing at like you know a tiny venue here. But <laughs> no luck. It'll it'll happen one day. It will happen one day, Jameson. <laughs> We're gonna. You, when you mentioned Kobe too, the other the other thing was that I had just finished reading Lamar Odom's biography. Mm, yeah. Uh, maybe like two or three months prior to Kobe's death. And so I was in, in the works of setting up him being on the podcast. And um, the last thing I'd heard was just kind of like, Oh, he's out of town. You know, we'll, we'll follow up on this a bit, a bit down the road. And I thought, Oh, okay, that's, that's probably done. No, you know, no big deal. And then Kobe's thing happened. And I'm like, well, that's, yeah, that's never going to happen now, which is fine. But yeah, that was rough. I, that, that's still like such a shocking thing. I don't know so much about it. I think just the larger than life person that he was and then the way it happened. It's yeah. yeah. Even, even my, my mom, I like went to their house a few days after and I was like, hey, how crazy is that? And she was like telling me how shocked she was by it. And that never happened. Like a celebrity thing is just, they don't care. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and she was like, well, like he's your brother's age. Like we all played basketball mm -hmm. growing up. She's like, he's your brother's age. And when he got drafted at 17, she's like, I remember sitting here with your brother and, and him being like, someone my age is in the NBA. Like, how insane is that? And I was like, oh, there's like an actual like connection there, you know? And yeah. And, yeah, I'm, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I know. So I'm like, it's so sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, super weird. Okay. Well, let's get back on a lighter note. <laughs> we love you, Kobe. All right. Um, so I have my guest, like, add some songs to the podcast soundtrack. So I know you've picked out two songs. Can you tell us about those two songs? Yes. Um, the ever important MXPX song. This yes. was the first song that I ever heard by them. It's called Party My House Be There, Aww. which is so, so cheesy and fun. <laughs> um, that but, was awesome. 
I think you and I talked about uh, G-Rock, the show G-Rock. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's, it's such a funny, like, I, I'm always surprised at how many people I know that remember that show because it just, it felt so small and like nothing. Um, <laughs> it was so big to us. Oh, so yeah, I'm, I'm friends with, or like on Facebook or Instagram, uh, this guy named Kendall, I think it's Kendall Juliet, Kendall Nadal. I'm going to get his name wrong, but he started G-Rock. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And I've, I've hit him up a few times well, uh, you, to chat and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I discovered them on that. I think I was, I, it was one of those, like, it was right before I could drive. So it was like the weekends, my older brothers were out and about. I was like home with the parents and, and discovering G-Rock and real videos too. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, it was a huge deal. So this was the first, yeah, first MXPX song I ever heard. And then that led to, gosh, what, uh, you know, 21 some years of being a fan now. You know, it's Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I, um, I'm part of this like old school tooth and nail group on Facebook mm-hmm. and um, I have all the tooth and nail VHS tapes that have all these like basically like all those cool songs that were on G-Rock but I don't have a VCR and so I was like seriously tooth and nail needs to release this on a digital format or, or Blu-ray or something and Ooh. the guy who runs that page is selling them. So I got in the mail yesterday on Blu-ray every VHS tape straight through. No. That's it's, like he like did he just convert them himself? Yeah. Oh. And that's so amazing. I got that last night and I'm like, "Oh, that's going to be my jam today cuz I don't know, did you ever own those tapes?" I uh let's see, not the tapes. Oh, I so I nice. definitely I had a few DVDs. I have mm. uh the it came from Bremerton VHS tape though. Okay. So they have yeah. the tooth and nail they've released like it's like all like the dingies and like all like Joy Electric, but they would go in between videos and you would see them at Cornerstone or they'd make these like silly commercials where Tooth and Nail actually had a storefront like store in yeah. Seattle. So the bands would go make these silly commercials and it was like behind the scenes. So, but it was like 1995. Oh, wow. And so now I have it on Blu-ray and I'm really pumped to watch it today. <laughs> it just came uh, in the so mail cool. last night. Yeah. But anyhow. I- I, t- I talk about in the in the, the book that I write, I talk about like how important those uh, those DVDs were. Well, even mainly like the samplers, I guess. Like, I think once I discovered Tooth and Nail and the idea that like a label, I just remember thinking if it said Tooth and Nail on it, I was probably going to like it. Totally. Like that's you worked completely backwards. And that's and, and in a lot of ways, that's how I discovered stuff like Amber Lynn mm-hmm. and, uh, and and different stuff in that same era. So it totally worked. I need to I need to go back for a second. Did you say you have it came from Bremerton on DVD? Uh, I have the so yeah, it came from Bremerton MXPX. Uh, I don't know what you call it documentary on, on VHS. Oh, on VHS. Okay, I thought you said DVD. I was like, hold on, we need to go back. I was like, where did you? Yeah, I don't that? I don't think okay. it I don't think it ever came out on DVD. <laughs> it did. I know. That's I have, why I was like, where did you? Where you have some magical oh. powers? Because I have that stupid dang VHS. Well, not stupid. I have the VHS, <laughs> and I, it drives me nuts that I can't watch it. I wish that uh, I and I also have I think I have as far as I know any other MXPX like document you know documentary release I have uh, there's one called B Movie yeah and then um, a more recent one I think it's uh, was it like Burning the Fuse at Both Ends or Burning yeah. at Both Ends something like that yeah. yeah I think I have two copies of that somehow but those were all those yeah but I remember it came from Bremerton being I would watch that so often yep. all the time. I had to wait like eight weeks to get it in the mail. I was like so excited to get it in the mail. <laughs> I would like go check the mail like every day. But yeah. I remember I remember thinking it was so funny because on the case, like you normally where it would have like reviews from like, you know, magazines or whatever, it said like, It's awesome and then underneath it said Tom's mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was so Aww. funny. I'm having You Tom have Tom coming up. Yeah. 
I do. Yeah. I'm really excited. It's funny because I uh, I talked to him so long ago. And so, like, the other day, I was just like, hey, it's been a while. Like, you want to chat again? He's like, yeah. It's like, sweet. That'll be fun. <laughs> so. Have you had have you had Mike on? You haven't. No. Think, right? he's, he's tough. Um, yeah. He's a busy guy. He's a busy bee. I, and I feel like I always, people come into my mind right at the busiest time in their life. I'm like, Oh, hey, MXPX is on tour. Let me chat with them. Like, that makes no yep. sense right now. Or what was the other one that I was just like, oh, I think it was Chris Conley I reached out to. And I'm like, he's playing a show in like two days. Like, we need to like, wait till he slows down. <laughs> Why am I yeah. asking people now? <laughs> well, and that's, that's like the paradox, too, because it, they a lot of times people like if you're talking to a publicist, they'll say no because they're like, well, they're not doing anything right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then maybe if you reach out to the person first, it's, you know, you'll have a little better luck because they're at home not doing yeah. anything. That's, yeah, I could we could go on a whole conversation about <laughs> how interesting all that works. Um, oh, I I thought of one more that, okay. that actually would be this like and this would maybe be one that what I would also put in that Jesse Lacey earlier category of like, maybe I don't want to bother him. Um, but you might know of this book, it's called go now. Hmm. And I only, so the reason I ever discovered it was because of so long Astoria from the Atari. Uh, I read this whole thing about how Chris Rowe, if you ever, next time you talk to Chris Rowe, ask him about go now and he'll flip out. Okay. Um, so, uh, so long Astoria was like largely inspired by this book and the author, his name's Richard Hill. He was like, considered like the first you did tell me about sorry i just realized yeah yeah you tell me about okay go for it yeah considered like the first like punk i guess in new york or whatever like the first guy to to wear what we consider like the classic punk look all this stuff so years ago uh when i find when i was like and i had like an outlet to like actually do something about it um i started researching a contact for him and i'm like i found his website i'm like oh great here we go uh his website looks like it was made in like 1996 and has never been touched since (laughs) then that's awesome (laughs) <laughs> yeah so there is like so all the info is 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 out of date of course yeah uh but then there's like no link for anything oh. for any sort of contact and then fast forward like another few years and i can't remember how but i found i found like a manager contact or something for him it was it was like the most like treasure hunt for a contact <laughs> i've ever experienced so finally i found some contact i get an email back from richard himself like somebody just forwarded to him and i'm like oh like here we go i got his you know got his info and stuff he just wrote back something real short. I can't remember, but it never, it never worked out. But I was like, this is one, not only because I love the, used to love the book so much, but because of the whole process of him just kind of being so hidden and not wanting to be found. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, it was like, all right, yeah, I don't need to do that. That's really interesting that you mentioned that and Chris together, because Chris actually showed me a book called Juliet Naked, which is the movie that Ethan Hawke is in now. Yeah. And in the movie, basic or I'm not giving too much away, but the main character is a musician who basically goes off the radar and no one can, no one knows where he's at. Mm-hmm. And the main girl character is like Rose Byrne. She like comments on like a, it's like a forum feed and mm-hmm. she kind of talks about him and he replies back to her. So she finds him through that. And it's kind of funny. Right. like he's been hidden all these years, but he's actually been there the whole time. Yeah. He's yeah. been like watching the comments and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So you think people are like hiding, but they're really not. And they're really easy to get to, but they're really not. I don't know. <laughs> you should really either read the book or watch the movie. It's I, so I saw the movie. I saw the movie a while oh, back. And okay, I, good. yeah. And I, I remember like seeing the preview and being like, oh, this is exactly my type of movie. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I liked it fine, but I remember thinking like, I think I might like the book, the book better. So, so good. yeah, That's I'll the have movie to I saw Ryan Adams at. 
Oh, of course. That was a good day. I actually took my, uh, I took a copy of Go Now to the last time I saw the Ataris and had, like, I was like, yeah, I, was, I, I think I told him briefly or just said something about the Richard Hell thing. And then I was like, I'd kind of just rather have you sign it. Like, the, the, <laughs> the story that I have behind this yeah. is is more connected to you than him at this point. So that's awesome. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I love how, like, things are just connected. It's really fun. Yeah, he got so, like, it was, you know, loud venue and stuff. I kind of just, you know, said a few things into his ear and then, and then like, just, you know, presented the book to him. And he's, oh, like, lit up. And yeah. just, yes, yes. Like, I get it. I get what you're saying. Thank I you. I totally picture that. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <clears throat> yeah. Awesome. Oh, what's the second song? You have another song for us. Oh, sorry. Yes. Big okay. tangent there. Um, <laughs> I, so I picked a song called Stranger uh, by a band Can't Swim. They're on Pure Noise. They're from, uh, yeah, they're from Jersey, actually. Awesome. I was super obsessed with Jersey bands, uh, like in high school, like Thursday was yeah. gigantic to me. And then Senses Fail Later, stuff like that uh, saves the day. But uh, I picked that because, I, for one, I wanted to pick, like, bookends of, okay, first MXPX song from years ago. And then a lot of times over the last few years, uh, I've I've began to question, like, should I still be doing this, uh, like, music journalism stuff? Am I that excited about music anymore? Is there new music that gets me as excited? So I constantly have that that dialogue kind of going. So every so often, and I can name maybe four or five bands right now, but every so often a new band does come along that gets me that excited again. And so can't swim a few years ago was that band. I have their vinyl sitting behind me on my wall right now. Yeah. And that, that was the song though, that first like hooked me about them and that whole record, the song is on, it's called fail you again. Um, yeah. It just like, it, it really like rejuvenated everything about why I love music and why I love talking about it and interviewing people and stuff. So that's an awesome song to start with. I'm excited to check that one out. I'm going to put it on the playlist, of course. Duh. But I'm going to listen to it before I put it on the playlist. Because oh, good. I can't put it on the playlist yet because the pod, the episode's not. Well, now people are hearing it. Obviously, the playlist, the, the episode is out. But I personally am going to listen to it before it makes sense to myself <laughs> right now. I'm Please just do. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, cool. Um, what do you have coming up next? Uh, yeah, so the, the big thing, so the podcast is ongoing, of course. Um, I'm actually going overseas in a few weeks, Ooh. so there's going to be a little bit of a break on the podcast, I think. Um, but right now, the current episode I have out is with Brad Sherwood, who was from the show Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so, yeah kind of a random one, but I have uh, improv comedy that's all super interesting to me, so he's he's on there now. Um, and then the big thing is that, and I don't have a date yet, but my second book is coming out. Um, it's going to be called Name Dropping is the title, main title. Um, and then it's called Seeking Seeking Creative Truth Through Trendy. It's a long title. Seeking, uh, hold on. <laughs> Seeking Creative Truth uh, Through Trendy Altruism and Punk Rock. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's, uh, I, I, I wanted to put down like every funny story, every funny like interview that I did on oh. top of. Yeah, on top of working for a bunch of like nonprofits, I worked. I interned at like to write love on our arms for a while. Um, all kind of like all the major trendy ones. Uh, in yeah, from our generation, I think I I worked for it one time or another. So I tried to just put those stories together and then and then kind of have a narrative of like searching for not only kind of like truth and faith, but uh, you know where I wanted to go professionally, what it meant to like meet your heroes, what it meant to work with them. Um, what your motives i think behind doing creative things so it's it's exploring kind of all of that through these like funny and, and hopefully interesting stories that's awesome how, about how far are you into it 
Uh, it's all it's all done. It's just in its last round of editing wow. uh, with with my publisher right now. I'm such um, and then I, people who like can write like that. It takes me. I'm not like I am not a natural writer, and it drives me nuts mm-hmm. because I had this idea, and I'm like, yep. why can't I just get it on paper? So I am totally impressed. <laughs> it, yeah, it. I tried to it. I, I had to work backwards. I had to start with like, wouldn't it be great to write a book like this? And then defeating myself so many times, and then saying just just write one story down today, yeah. and then it kind of just it it went from there. So I, I don't even feel like I wrote it in any sort of structure. I didn't have a layout or a structure or anything. I just thought just get the stories down, glue it together later. That was the best way to do it. So that's awesome. That's totally yeah. not the same style of book. But have you ever read Love Does by Bob Goff? Ah, uh, that's funny. I'm I have it on my shelf oh. right now. I it's so good. think I started it a few times. Oh, but it totally is that. It's just like a bunch of stories, but they're all tied together. And you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, and those are kind it. of my favorite. Yeah. Just to jump, just to like be able, and be able to kind of like jump around in yeah. it too and not, not oh. lose much. So I would I, love to chat with Bob Goff. Like, I don't know if you know his like quote unquote office is at Disneyland on Tom Sawyer Island. He has like a picnic table. Oh my at. gosh. So when He's I just like him, the most whimsical person. <laughs> he is. And so... When I used to have my Disney pass, every time I would go to Disneyland, I would go to Tom Sawyer Island and like make my way through it just to see if he was there. I'm like, one <laughs> he day. Came, yeah. He uh, he spoke at my church years ago, oh, like before. I love him. It, it was uh, it must have been during Love Does. I didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and the the speech and stuff was great, and it was one of those where it's like, okay, who's this guy? And then afterwards, realizing, oh, he's a big deal. I should have like been more in tune with what was happening. Dude, he's done so many things, and it's funny because. People are like, you know, who do you aspire to be like? I'm like, Bob Goff. I want to be like this old man, <laughs> Bob Goff. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. He's, he's like, he's accomplished so much in his stories. I'm like, what in the heck? Like, so what, awesome. What was, what was his book right before Love Does? Maybe that's the one I read. Um, uh, or maybe it was Love Does. Love Does was I, the first one. Okay. That's, he talks about like his kids writing letters yes. to like world leaders. Yep. Yeah. I read that one. Okay. Yeah. Why can't I think of his new one now? Anyway. I've, yeah, I've, I've seen it advertised, but yeah. I have it on my bookshelf in the other room. But anyway, he's just, <laughs> you guys have not heard of Bob Goff, and you need hope for the world and that there's good in the world, go find Bob Goff. I think. <laughs> I, had a, I had a friend, when he, when he spoke at my church, I, I got into him later, like after, his, after he visited. But I remember ending, and we like would always go to dinner afterwards with a few friends. And just one friend, I had one friend that was like a dissenter of just like, I didn't like him what and, yeah and being like what like yeah it was just so lighthearted and fun and, and i can't remember I, i'd have to ask him his reasons now because he still talks about it but he's just like <laughs> no didn't buy it didn't like it <laughs> that guy needs a hug i know it soured <laughs> it soured me a bit but I'll, i'm gonna try to try to come back and have my own thoughts yeah exactly that's pretty funny. I, as i'm looking at my bookshelf too and i love your podcast so much i want to just give you a million people and suggestions that I think I, cause I, I think you're such a good interviewer and your conversations are so fun and laid back and maybe you're faking it. I don't know, totally, totally. but, <laughs> but there, yeah, I'll, I'm going to, I'll have to text you a few, but like, yeah, more, yeah, more authors. And um, I mean, I think you're, I think you're set on musicians. I think that's been, I don't, I don't know if you feel this way, but, uh, and I don't, I, not to say like, well, I've conquered that. So let me move on. <laughs> Uh, but just to challenge myself more and be like, okay, well, let's let's talk to comedians. Let's figure out how to communicate with them and with actors and stuff. So hopefully it just keeps growing on both ends. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Send them away. I want to I wanna meet as many people as I can and chat with all kinds of people. I think that'd be awesome. Okay. Yay. Oh. 
Jameson, um, can you tell us where we can find you on the social? Uh, yeah, uh, my socials are just at Jameson Writes, and it's Jameson like the whiskey. That's the easiest way to put it. But Jameson Writes for mine, and then uh, Godspeed Podcast is is everywhere else. So the book uh, will have kind of like probably all its own socials and stuff like that. It's it's probably my least favorite part of all this, <laughs> um, but yeah, that'll be coming up. I'll post through all my all my regular stuff about it too, and yeah, hopefully I can just do like a lot of like giveaway stuff and. I want it to just be really fun and, and lighthearted. I tell a lot of, I tell like embarrassing stories on myself in the end. <laughs> and stuff. That's so exciting. yeah, I, I, I want things, it. Like true stories. Yeah. I, those are, yeah. And that's just my favorite. Just kind of like those little anecdotes. Mm-hmm. So um, eventually I'll record like an audio book and maybe just release pieces of it like that too. Awesome. When I was a kid, someone told me that Forrest Gump was based on a true story. And I was like, wow. Like, I got to meet him. One man. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did we miss this in history class? Because this one guy was there. Yeah. So I tell Mark, I'm like, if you want me to watch a movie that you just don't think that I would be into, just tell me it's based on a true story and I'll watch it. Oh, <laughs> so I, I love do, yeah. like, true stories and things based on real life. <laughs> I do that same. I do the same thing. A friend of mine, I, I have a friend that, uh, like, our main, one of our main connections is through, like, crime movies and crime documentaries yeah. and, and, like, scary movies and stuff. And so it's just such a weird conversation to get like, hey, are you going to like the other day getting a text is like, hey, are you going to watch that Netflix documentary about that little boy that was tortured by his parents? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and just like, oh, yeah, maybe. I don't totally. know. I'll see if I, have time. <laughs> I know. I, was, I know. I always feel kind of weird because I love like true crime like podcasts. And I'm like, they're so dark. And I'm not like a yeah. dark person at all. But they're so interesting to me. And I'm like, God, these people are terrible. So that's why I got to go listen to some Bob Goff every now and then to like even me out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like if if my wife and I didn't have the office so readily available. I mean, that's like the palate cleanser every day. Yeah. Have you heard? Just like, um, sorry, the Phoebe uh, Bergers. I can't remember her last name, right? And the Noah Gunderson like collab on. Oh, what is the name of that song? That's going to make me nuts. Basically, she talks about how she's like, um, Sometimes I think I'm a killer and I think I scare myself and I think I scared you <laughs> by talking about Jeffrey Dahmer on the couch so much. I don't oh, that's know. Awesome. The, if, I'm going to link that into the podcast if I can remember the name of the song. But uh, yeah, it totally reminds me of me. I'm like, something like, why do I think about these like creepy things sometimes? I'm not a creepy person at all. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I, I've had so many conversations about that. I don't know if it's uh, it's just like the curiosity because it's so different than your everyday yeah. average life or what. Yeah. That must be it. I love Phoebe Bridgers, though. She, oh, I found, yeah, Bridgers, I believe. Bridgers. I, I used to have her vinyl behind me, too. Oh, um, I, I got into her because of Chris Graba, too, oh, talking geez. about her. Oh, yep. I found it. It's called Killer. And, oh, uh, good. The line goes, sometimes <laughs> I think I'm a killer. I scared you in your house. I even scared myself by talking about Dahmer on your couch. Oh, That's I like, like the that. first four lines. It's such a pretty song. I'll send it to you. Oh, her uh, voice is amazing. Uh, so freaking good. Anyhow, sweet. Jameson. <laughs> I know. We could go forever. I know. In the end, don't worry. We're not killers. And uh, <laughs> but, uh, I am on my couch. <laughs> yeah. We talk about it a lot. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, thank, oh, you, thank so you so much. This has been really fun. Awesome. Yeah. No, thank you. I've You were just on mine. And um, yeah, that's coming out soon, too. Sweet. So. I would love to go back and forth every couple months or so. That would be awesome. I could be your Jay Baker. Yes. <laughs> I don't want, it's going to end up just being like Christy and friends, like the same five friends all the time. But 
I love oh, it because I can have different conversations and it's so like easy for me to talk to you or Jay. It's just like super comfortable. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, I could just, we could just chat about life. It'd be really fun and what we're we have going on. I love that idea. And I think that, you I really love that too. I remember somebody telling me that, yeah, early on of like, you're really just, you're trying to have a conversation and then remember that someone's like eavesdropping. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. true. And then I thought, I don't know, my, that might be boring. That <laughs> might, I might get into boring territory then, I don't know. <laughs> oh, geez, awesome. Well, awesome. <laughs> I'm, I am pumped. I'm excited we did this and it's one of many to come for sure. Awesome. Thanks, Chrissy. You're welcome. And there you go, guys, my conversation with my awesome friend, Jameson. Thank you so much, Jameson. That was a lot of fun. I really hope you guys enjoyed it and go follow him. You can find him on Instagram at Jameson Writes. That's J-A-M-E-S-O-N-W-R-I-T-E-S. And also on Instagram at the or at Godspeed Podcast. That's G-O-D-S-P-E-E-D Podcast. Um... He's awesome. He's such a nice, nice human being. He is up to so much awesome stuff, and he has just been talking to some really great people. So be sure to follow him. Also, be sure to to check out the podcast soundtrack, which I will have links in the show notes. And today we added two songs, two of Jameson's favorite songs, Party My House Be There by MXPX and Stranger by Can't Swim. And then I added my own little song because we talked about it in the conversation, and that is Phoebe Bridger and Noah Gunderson's song, Killer and the Sound. So all of that. You can find links to all of these good things over at my Instagram, which is at Christy G. And you can also find it at my website, www.christyg.com. So be about it. <laughs> That's so giggly. Anyhow, next up, guys, we have Tom Wisniewski from MXPX, and Jay Baker is back again for the second time. I am super pumped about both of these episodes. So stay tuned. Tell all your friends. Rate, subscribe, review, all of the goodness. And thank you guys so much, and I'll see you next time. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you next episode. P.S. A special thanks to MXPX for providing the music for the podcast. They are the freaking coolest.